Welcome all. My name is Hannah Morell. I'm with Pacific Stoa Financial Coaching, and this is Miserable Is Not Enough. Today, um, before we start, I'd like to go through a couple, three little thought experiments. So, okay, first thought experiments. Let's say you own a couple gas stations in your town, and you're considering opening up a new gas station in the next town over. So you're going to do something called market research. You're going to pay some consultant, let's say $50,000 to do this market research to see if it's a good idea to open up a gas station in a neighboring town. All right, so consultant goes away and does their job and comes back and says, nope, it looks like opening up another gas station, at least not right now, not for the next three years, let's say, that doesn't seem like a good idea. So what do you do? You spent $50,000 on that. Um market research, do you go ahead and open the gas station anyways? Okay, that was our first thought experiment. Second thought experiment. Let's say you go into a fancy new kind of restaurant. It's never been seen before, this kind of restaurant. You are going to pay once as you come in the door, uh, and then you get a fabulous seven-course meal. Gratuity is all included. Um, it, it is the best food you've ever, you've heard. You've never been here before, but um, you've heard it's the best food that there, there have, there's ever been. Uh, the portions are amazing. Uh, the ambiance is incredible. The wait staff is perfection, um, but you can't take any food out with you. So, so essentially you're going to pay for it once and not have to worry about it again. All right. So you pay. Uh, it's not cheap. You sit down, um, they serve you their appetizers, a little, uh, maybe a little drink to start with. Uh, and as you're working through like the salad course, the main dish is just amazing. The side dishes are to die for, get your soup. And by the time it's time to start thinking about dessert, you realize that you are incredibly full, like almost to the fine point of feeling sick. And they bring to you for dessert this beautiful, just this, the biggest piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen. You can tell it's dense and it's not too sweet, but it's, it's also like melt in your mouth. And you look at this chocolate cake and you realize if I have one bite of that chocolate cake, I am going to, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to lose the whole meal that I've just eaten. You've already paid for everything. So do you eat the chocolate cake? Okay, that's the next thought experiment. Okay, third thought experiment. Let's say you um, you spent $4 on a smoothie, right? It's got some good healthy stuff in it, but you like all the ingredients. It's kind of citrusy, it's kind of sweet, it's going to kind of be tart. And you're looking forward to this $4 smoothie. Um, and you tuck into it and you realize that it's disgusting. Uh, maybe your taste buds are just off today. Maybe you, maybe they did something wrong with them with how they made it. Um, but it's very likely that it's just the combination of the ingredients is just not agreeing with you today. So do you continue to drink this $4 smoothie um, even though it's disgusting? So all of these are examples in a different way of something called a sunk cost. And there's something that's partnered with sunk cost. It's called the sunk cost fallacy. But there are two different tracks to look at here. So 
the first thought experiment with you opening up, potentially opening up a gas station in a neighboring town, my guess is that you said, no, absolutely not. That $50,000 was spent to determine whether or not this was a good idea, right? That was the purpose of that $50,000 was the um, market research. We would call that, and this is a very common, this is the cost of doing business, right? We probably prevented a bunch of losses by doing that $50,000 worth of market research. We would not, doesn't make any logical sense to go ahead and open up the gas station just because you spent $50,000 on market research. The $50,000, that cost of doing business is a sunk cost, so it cannot be recuperated. And there's lots of stuff in our life like that. And it, we've talked before about the three different things that we spend. We spend our time, we spend our energy, and we spend our money. Time is the only kind of sunk cost, true sunk cost. We can never get the time back. Um, so we're comfortable. It makes logical sense to us like we are not going to um, open up that gas station just to try to recoup the $50,000, right? That would not make any sense to us. But for some reason, the other two scenarios, about half the time people are actually saying that they, they would go ahead and finish the smoothie. They would eat that chocolate cake even though they know that it would make them sick. And usually the logic behind that is I paid for it, I'm going to consume it, right? The problem with that is it's a sunk cost as well. You've already paid the price. If you've already paid the price and there's no value to um, to consuming it, to finishing it, to having it, whatever, um, then there isn't any value. So once the cost has been paid, you, you can't continue. There's n the price we pay for something. I'm trying to like word this beautifully. <laughs> it's not going very well. Um, the price that you pay for something is not the value of the item. And we've talked about this before when we talked about the values versus risks. Is there any other way analysis? The value of something is not its price. Um, so the price that you paid is not the value of a thing. And this goes for the things we consume, food and drink. Uh, this goes to like how we spend our time. Like if you've already devoted a whole bunch of time and or energy to, let's say, a job, a relationship, just because you've already devoted a bunch of something, bunch of you to to something does not mean that it inherently has value. Um, and that's where the sunk cost fallacy comes in. And that is that weird little, our fallible human brains that think that just because we've devoted a bunch of time, energy, or money, or even not even much, any amount of time, energy, or money, once we've devoted some time, energy, or money, I'll slow down, um, to something, we see that as the value of that thing. And that's why I'm, I'm using some repetitive persistence here. I'm trying really hard to like break this apart. Um, because it's not the, I'm sure you've been in a relationship or a job where you've devoted a bunch, your heart and soul, your blood, sweat and tears into this thing. And, and just because you have done that doesn't mean it's worth your time. Um, you'll see this in the business world sometimes. If, if things are not going well, they will switch out management um, because the new manager doesn't doesn't have that sunk cost fallacy going on. The new manager has devoted no time, no energy, no money. And it's not that just that new manager can bring in a new perspective. Um, they aren't susceptible to the sunk cost fallacy because they haven't devoted so much of their life to it. Um, so that's kind of where the sunk cost fallacy kind of in general affects our lives. Um, and I'm not saying that sunk costs are bad. They are just kind of 
if you're running a business, you understand there are things that we put our time, energy and money into that we're not going to get back again. It's just the cost of doing business. But that also is the cost of running a household sometimes and the cost of um, self-improvement sometimes that sometimes we aren't going to see results. Sometimes we aren't going to get paid back for that. Sunk costs by themselves are not a bad thing. The sunk cost fallacy is um, because it tells us a lie that when you devote your time, energy, or money to something that that is its inherent value. Um, and the pushback to this is to kind of go through the values versus risks assessment. What is the, what service is this thing, this choice doing for me? What is the actual value? And the value of something cannot be its price. So I would encourage you to go back and review the values versus risks. Is there any other way episode? Um, that would be, it's always good to review that and to kind of start to move through the world uh, for the next two weeks, looking for things that you have devoted time, energy, or money to that really don't have any value to or don't have any value anymore. And this can be kind of heartbreaking sometimes, right? Um, because sometimes it looks like our effort was not, was pointless, but that's, that is not it at all. What we are looking for is to evaluate the things that we have around us, the choices that we make in terms of those choices service to us. If it's a job or a relationship, I appreciate that this gets big really, really fast, but it's also okay to look for the value in things that we might not otherwise have looked in this way. If the only value of a relationship is the fact that I've put 20 years into it, it's not a lot of value. If I start looking for reasons that it's valuable outside of those 20 years, then that gets important, right? Then that's like, then that comes to be, this is companionship. Um, this is someone who challenges me and supports me, right? Just because you have, um, you know, devoted the last five years of your life to a, a totally toxic and hard job um, doesn't mean that it's any value to you. And the value may just be that it's your paycheck, right? So uh, I'm going to put into the um, show notes, I'd, I'm going to put my calendar in. So I'd like you to look at your schedule for next week. I'd like you to find 45 minutes that we could sit down and talk, not necessarily about sunk cost, but I would love um, to get to know you, my listeners, uh, and understand what's going on with you. I'm going to put my email in there too. If you have any topic ideas, I would love, 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 love to hear them. So please reach out to me. Thank you very much for being here with me today. Um, and I will talk to you in two weeks. Have a lovely day. Bye. Did you know that this podcast has a companion discussion group? Predictably, it's called the Miserable is Not Enough discussion group. And we have covered such topics as... Uh, let's see, burnout, procrastination, autonomy, accountability. Uh, we've talked about crisis. Uh, we've talked about all sorts of things. All of these things indirectly and sometimes directly impact our financial wellness. And while we don't spend a bunch of time talking about money, um, the, the holistic part of this is that those conversations, those concepts, those obstacles definitely impact our finances in one way or the other. We would love to have you join us. I will include in the show notes the link to the, uh, the event page, and you can see what our next topic is. We would love to have you join us. Talk to you soon. Bye. 
The tools, concepts, strategies, and processes covered in this curriculum, coaching, and podcast are meant to be used for your personal development and or in the partnership with the tools that you are already using in the service of your community. If you are considering seeking compensation of, or contracts using this financial coaching curriculum, please reach out to Pacific STOA for more information on the Financial Wellness Coach Certificate and Exclusive Licensing.